This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl van der Merwe, and today in episode 107, I want to encourage you to talk to your children about fishing. No, no, not the kind with a rod and a reel and uh, sitting for hours and staring at a very still lake or stream, but P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, that kind of fishing. So to start off, let me read you a letter that I received in my email earlier this week. It went, attention, following the outcome of the board meeting held on Friday 30th of October 2020, a part payment of the sum of 5.5 million has been approved and shall be released to you at no cost. Therefore, you are not expected to incur any form of expenses until your fund gets into your custody. You are advised to reconfirm your details, including bank coordinates, as follows. And then they asked for my bank name, address, account name, account number, routing number, address, my cell phone number, my home phone number, the type of account. And then they said, I look forward to hearing from you. Yours sincerely, Mr. Idris Ahmed, um, Accountant General of Federation Anti-Fraud Unit, NDIC Building, first floor, plot 447-448 Constitution Avenue. There it is. Well, obviously, I laughed, and it was very obviously a phishing attempt, an attempt to try and get information from me that they could then use to their own benefit. And uh, I got this on the heels of my husband telling me about a very sophisticated phishing scheme that had come his way the night before. The one I got was not at all sophisticated. I'm sure you've all had many of those, and just roll your eyes and move on. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit today about fishing and the fact that you do need to be talking about this to your children and explaining to them so that they do not get caught out. Now, the first way to obviously talk to your kids is when it happens to you, tell them about it. Even when they're younger, you can start to tell them that people will email and start to just explain it in very simple terms so that they can understand that someone was trying to get information from you that they could then steal your identity, steal your money, etc. So children do need to understand that concept of stranger danger being online as well as offline. And showing them what's happening to you and how you deal with it makes it less scary for them. It also makes them start to be aware of what's going to come their way because as they get older, they need their own email. And you can't for the rest of their lives be checking to see what's in the email and making sure that they are not exposed to phishing scams. We're also going to talk a little later about phone calls. And I know when I'm teaching at co-op, I've noticed that there are a number of my middle school students who have phones now. And the other day, the phone started to ring. And um, why one student took it out, looked at it, went, oh, another scam call, and turned it off and moved on. 
But if you're giving your child an email, if you're giving your child a phone, and perhaps um, when they get to high school, at least when they get to college, they're going to get a credit card, and somewhere along the line they're going to have bank accounts. All of these things, they need to learn how to protect them, just like in the way when when we were younger and went traveling, we used to tell, you know, teach our kids how to protect the money as we toured around the place, where to you know, put your money, how to hold it, your purse, etc., close to your body, etc. We have to do the same thing now in an online um, environment. So as I said, um, you know, do talk to your kids when these things happen. If you hear a friend, who, something happens to them, tell them because there are so many different versions constantly coming out that the more your kids understand how it might look, the easier it will be for them to actually identify it. While I was preparing to do this episode, I did go and look for some useful videos. And in the show notes, which you can find at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com, I am going to be um, listing four different videos. The first one is um, from one of my favorite uh, school teachers who shares a lot of tech, Richard Byrne. Um, he's at freetechforteachers.com and he actually has embedded a video from Common Craft. It's not one that he's made himself, but it's it's a good one that you can use to show kids just what phishing is all about. Then I find found another one on YouTube which goes into the details um, again of how to like watch out for scams. And one of them is that they often will try and put a sense of urgency. It's so important. You need to do this right now. We need you to quickly get this get back to us on this. That kind of an idea is often there to get you to do something without stopping and thinking. And you know, just tell your kids to slow down, wait, and talk to somebody before they do it. Checking URLs, um, which when you watch these videos you can see is a big deal. The URLs when they come from someone who's phishing will not be will not look like a legitimate URL. There'll be extra numbers. Often it will try to mimic, say something like Google, but where the O's are, they'll put zeros in. That kind of thing. So the very first thing when you get an email that sounds a little too good to be true or sounds a little off is to start to check those URLs to see if it is perhaps um, a phishing attempt. The um, the other thing that and the next video that I'm going to link to, it covers as well as those things, but also the pop-ups that you might get like on a site where you might be on a site and suddenly something will pop up and say, you can have a chance to win something. This concept of winning is another way of getting you to enter information. And this is what happened to my husband, um, which I'm going to mention more about that in the next or the next video but you need to explain to your kids when something pops up and they're wanting you to click through something don't click links just don't click links even if it appears to come from someone they they know and this would be like on facebook um you know in messenger through the email anything when someone just sends you a random link and says um uh, thought you might like to see this quite likely that person's email has been hacked and that email is not really coming from them. I remember when in 2010 my email was hacked, it was before the days of um, the two different phase authentication, which I now have on all my, uh, my email accounts. But someone managed to hack in and they sent one of those emails out saying that uh, I was in London and I had, somebody had um, robbed me and I had no money and please would they, would people wire me amounts to this, 
to this particular um, Western Union number. I was completely stunned when I discovered somebody actually did that. Yes, I travel a lot, so that part was normal. But I also have friends and family all around the world. So the reality is anybody who half knew me would know that why? And why would I not be with my husband as well? I mean, why would I be alone wandering around England? Also, I'm a homeschool mom. Most of them knew that at that point I still had three kids at home. Why would I, in the middle of, which it was just the middle of a semester, be in London? I also teach at our co-op. I mean, there was just so many things if somebody had stopped and thought a little bit. And plus, they could easily just have checked it up. Why did they not, you know, send me a message if I was in their phone or ask somebody else that knew me? Um, it was somebody that I wasn't even particularly close friends with, which I suppose the thing. And obviously just felt really bad and so sent some sucker. So somebody out there got a sucker with one of my friends and well, somebody in my um, my email lists. And they actually got a little bit of money out of them. So you always wonder who on earth would do this. People do. But the most sophisticated things um, is when phishing is targeted. This is known as spear phishing for obvious reasons, just as people use spear phishes to spear phishing um, the F-I-S-H-I-N-G to get one specific fish as opposed to um, just kind of throwing your net out or throwing your um, line out and just hoping you get someone. But it's really targeted. And these are times when they'll actually know something more about you. And there is a very good video. And all these videos are short, by the way. They're the kind of ones you can watch with your upper elementary and older. They, they're not hard to sit and watch. And I think the longest one is about four minutes. And this is what happened to my husband. He um, orders a lot of stuff online, as most people do. And he was getting a package later in the week. Um, he just ordered himself the new iPhone and it was coming. And he got an email from FedEx to say, click through here to find out about your package. He was getting a package. It said FedEx. He didn't stop and look carefully at all those um, URLs because it sounded so legit. He clicked on the link and before it actually gave him info, it said, oh, by the way, would you like to do a survey? Um, you have a chance at winning something. I've forgotten he told me what it was, but it was something pretty appealing. And for whatever reason, he did it. Now, my husband is very tech savvy. He has worked in related to tech for most of his adult life. So he's not someone who'd easily be pulled in by any kind of scam. So he started doing it and he said they were just very legitimate type of questions about FedEx, etc., and he said he was right at the end and then it said, oh, and by the way, um, in case you don't win the big prize, thank you for doing this. In case you don't win the big prize, you can click on like these boxes and uncover something. And when you uncover something, you could win that one too, or you could win that one instead. And the first one, I think he had like three turns to click or something. First one, nothing. The second one turns up a watch. Luckily for him, it was a watch. He has a nice watch. He wasn't particularly interested. And it said, all you have to do is just pay for shipping. Well, as he said, first of all, um, he said in his subconscious, which he only really realized he woke up in the middle of the next night and realized this, but his subconscious was starting to tell him, uh, something's off. Why would FedEx be asking you to pay for shipping? But the next thing they said was, of course, pay for shipping. And that means you've got to put in your credit card details. And at this point was when they wanted to steal the information. He was just like, I don't want to watch. So he just got out of there. And it was only in the middle of the night when he couldn't sleep that he suddenly had cold sweat and realized this was not FedEx. This was a super sophisticated phishing attempt. 
and they had been so careful to draw him in. They had started with something legit. He had just ordered from FedEx. Now, whether they just somehow knew that he'd often ordered from FedEx, whether they were just hoping he had, um, I don't know whether they actually somehow knew he really had ordered. I don't know. I don't know how, but they definitely picked something that hit a chord with him. And then this very legitimate, typical type of uh, survey. You know, it wasn't the crazy, scammy thing that I just got, you know, offering me millions of dollars for nothing. And at the end, it was just a, you know, here you go, you won this, and now put your credit card details in. And it, you know, obviously, you're all the time thinking you're on FedEx's site. So he never he hadn't done anything, he hadn't entered anything, and so um, nothing was actually compromised. Of course, if you need to also explain to your kids that if they do by mistake do something like this, they need to immediately come and tell you that you're not going to be mad at them. Just you need to stress that. You, the last thing you want your kid to do is to try and cover it up. But if they suddenly realize they've put in their bank card, borrowed yours, or whatever they've done, they need to tell you so that you can deal with it. You need to explain to them, you need to just close those accounts, you need to call the banks, so that the um, problem doesn't get worse. Uh, at this point, I just want to tell you that there is a really fun quiz online, a good quiz called, um, it's at fishingquiz.withgoogle.com, and I'll, I'll put the link up there too, and it gives you eight different scenarios, not all of them are phishing attempts, and it ask you to look and see, is this fishing or is it not? And I would suggest you do this as a family and maybe after the next dinner, go in and do it um, together and see if you can spot it um, or you all bring it up on your devices, you all say what you think and then you click and see which one it actually is and it explains to you whether it is or isn't. Just to finish up, I want to mention that um, don't just think about it coming through as a text or an email, that could also be phone call. Now we all know about those that, you know, um, We've talked about the urgency. The phone calls often try to instill fear. So they tell you that um, you haven't paid your taxes and that you're going to go to jail unless you immediately pay. And please, would you give your info now? It's it's something that makes you go cold and then you stop and think, wait, wait, no, the IRS does not send calls like this. So tell your kids, no, 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 the IRS doesn't call you up. Um, you need to make, and obviously, you know, this is not going to affect them until they're older. But you need to think through what kind of call they might get um, and say to them, never, ever give over uh, information until they've verified it. I got a call that nearly got me a couple months ago. They called and they said that my husband had been in a wreck and they were at the hospital, that they were one of the emergency responders, and they were at the hospital, and they wanted to give me details as to where to come, but first they needed to me to verify a few details about myself. I am a warrior, so it was just the perfect phishing attempt to tell me something like that. My first instinct was, oh my gosh, and feel kind of panicked. My younger daughter was actually with me at the time. And so I kind of told her and I was like, I, I then I just suddenly started thinking, I don't think this is legit. So we started going to find friends to see where he was. And he didn't seem to be on any particular road. I think I could actually see him sitting at, at work or whatever. And also we obviously just text him. But at the same time, this guy was saying, no, you know, and make using that fear and that urgency. And, you know, I need you to give me your social security information so I can verify you really are his wife before I give you the information. 
fortunately I didn't do it and even though uh, I am a warrior and fear could have gotten the better of me fortunately my techie whatever kicked in and um, I didn't give any information and of course my husband was sitting and working quietly and he was absolutely fine and I just thought that was a really really mean thing for them to do but you need to warn your kids um, because you just don't know what crazy idea that somebody might you know call them with and tell them to always always check and it wasn't going to make much difference for me to have taken that five minutes to really see if there was a problem and to know that you know people aren't going to just withhold information if you don't give over um, sensitive information. Um, just want to mention again here, our show sponsor, Funder Fund Academy, does have a computer applications class. It's a full-year class, can be taken from 7th grade through 12th grade, and this is the sort of thing we actually do cover phishing. We cover um, strong passwords, we cover a lot of other types of things related to online security, as well as teaching students about how to actually um, work with different apps, etc. So it's not just learning to use applications, but it's also it's just whole digital literacy and technical know-how. And um, we definitely cover quite a lot of, of this kind of thing dotted throughout the year. So do take a look at that. The link will also be in the show notes. If you want to carry on this conversation and share some of the scams that you have been hit with, maybe even take a screenshot and share them, do come along to our Facebook group, the Homeschooling with Technology Community. And um, we can talk through the different things and hopefully prevent each other from getting scammed. Well, that's all for this week. See you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.